0: Brothers. <laughs> cares, it doesn't give a shit. Oh, shit Welcome to Last Man on Earth My name is Lex Jurg as always I'm flanked by Matt Ralston Matt spent his week off tending to his flower garden Watching Ellen and tweeting supportive messages to plus size models Evolution doesn't always take eons Welcome to middle-aged womanhood, Matt that sounds horrifying that and then I realized that that's, that's what a lot of people do. you're not you're not there
1: yet it's gonna happen It's gonna be a transformation like you would not believe If you ever find yourself watching daytime TV you're, you're doing something really wrong with your life unless you're like laid up for some reason.
0: The thing I love about Ellen is that like not only is there an Ellen TV show every day which like I guess I get if you're like retired or not working, but there's like seven different after Ellen shows you can keep watching. So like, In case the in case one hour a day of is not enough, there's like six more hours a day you can consume. That's when you need to really reconsider what's going on in your priorities in life, or, or maybe you have none. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by the new Aaron Hernandez Broadway musical. It's yet to be conceived, written, or produced, but if it turns out Hernandez was gay, it's already sold out for 2019. <laughs> the new Aaron Hernandez Broadway musical, Gay for the State, doesn't only apply to prisoners. <laughs> I like that That's They're, a good idea uh, By the way Matt I know you uh, wrote uh, about uh, How he gave his watch To his gay prison boyfriend uh, His attorneys are Now And his family Are vehemently denying That he had a gay prison boyfriend mm-hmm. Which I guess Is the job Of family and attorneys After you're, after, after you're dead uh, you, know, what, you know They don't want to slur The guy's reputation Among his gang member His gang member homies For being, <laughs> for being super gay I guess we'll never really know Although they did find uh, Some kind of Hardcore drugs In his system After the suicide if you're
1: the family, how about you go, why don't we just drop it, let this die down? Like, I know that they have his money, but I don't know. Like, he are, he, you know he murdered people, but you're like, oh, well, I don't know about this gay shit. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, let's not, you know, slander the <laughs> well, guy. Well,
0: actually, they're trying to get the uh, original uh, homicide now overturned in his, in his uh, post-mortem, in his death. Uh, They're claiming that that should reopen the investigation, I'm not sure why, and that he should be uh, looked at again and maybe have that that, uh, vacated because he's already dead. So they're really working on rehabbing his image for some reason after his death. So their
1: ultimate goal is, no, he was just around with his friends who shot the people. He's actually a really cool, straight guy. Yeah. Yes. like that's the ultimate end game for them.
0: I, I just I feel like this is the model for what's gonna happen after Cosby dies. But <laughs> like Camille Cosby goes around and like starts hiring PR to redo Cosby's reputation. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing people have. I mean, I guess it really sucks if you have a family member that you're not really responsible for. Does like you know? Imagine you had a serial killer or like a child rapist or someone in your family just happen and you're stuck with that shit. Yeah, I get that, but I think Aaron Hernandez's boat sailed a long time ago. Yeah. If I had
1: any friend that was accused of something, I would have their backs. But then when I realized they were guilty Yeah. Same with family. I just yes. feel like
0: all right I'm never talking to you again. What if those friends had killed for you and saved you in gang fights from from being killed? Which I assume are, are hit <laughs> most of his friends, are people that actually owe him his life, their lives. I think he killed I think he killed a lot more people than we than we actually know. And I think at least guys like Mike P- like Pouncey and, and the Dolphins who says he's like his blood brother. Mm-hmm. I think these guys killed pe- I think these guys killed and raped together. or I something. I think as a
1: general rule, once you get up to th- shooting three people, yes. that's a, a percentage of your actual tally. By
0: the way, I'm hiring that guy Jorge Baez. He got Casey Anthony off, and then he got Aaron Hernandez off. That's if I kill someone, I'm hiring that guy immediately because he seems to be getting off guys, who are, guys, and women who are clearly guilty of murder. Yeah, without even using like a racial defense or some crappy thing like that. He's getting white people off on murder charges. Pretty amazing.
1: Well, advisors. the guy killed himself. It's I don't think he advised as your attorney. All right, we got one play here. Yes. You're going to have to get high on synthetic pot and uh, hang yourself. And
0: Good good for you, Aaron Hernandez. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Man Podcast, or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, I know you have three passions in life, and those passions are fat women, fat women, and fat women. Hmm. Uh, it describes your high school love life, your amb- your ambitions, and the reasons you work hard to get ahead. So someday you can have better looking. I was never
1: one of those guys that uh, would get drunk and you know just fuck any any fat chick they could find. You know, I never did that.
0: Yeah, I never knew guys like that except ninety percent of the guys I knew. (laughs) Uh, Really, never, never went down, never went down to uh, the gravy. Never took the gravy train down to the station. No, I
1: consider myself more of an aficionado. Um,
0: What about anorexic girls? You know, I don't hit
1: up McDonald's when I'm drunk. I don't. um, I don't know. I don't. I don't drop a bunch of in bombs, and I certainly. Don't bring home a two hundred and sixty pound lady to my uh, apartment. So. Oh no, you don't bring her home, dude. That's uh, <laughs> that's not to do
0: that. You go to her place where she has snacks. Uh, so, Tess Holiday is this. Uh, there's nothing worse like worse I can think of than a British obese size model. Those are like. Two, at least two things that I've really not I didn't know her. she was British that makes yeah, no, so it worse doesn't it it
1: does it does because she, she'll speak with that air of entitlement
0: yeah and also the, the one thing the one thing you expect of British people there's really not that much to like about them in general but the one thing you expect is like restraint yeah. For some reason, I always think like, oh, British people—they don't—they speak well. They don't—they don't like swear. They don't whatever. Like they're really boring, kind of asses most of the time. Mm-hmm. But they don't allow themselves to be like get carried away with shit. I'm assuming she's
1: like posh, posh British. There, yes. There's no way like a gutter punk would have this kind of bizarre
0: yes. sense of entitlement and <laughs> displaced not. self-esteem, would they? Probably not. I also want to know who knits her underwear, by the way. <laughs> That's just got to be a project. So Tess Holliday is a body positive. She's not even a plus-size model. She's a plus-plus-size model. I mean, she's beyond. She's not Ashley Graham. She's into the realm of like morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I still don't believe there's actual paying jobs for morbidly she, like, obese. She looks mom.
1: down on the chicks that are just bedridden, yes. like forklift style. <laughs>
0: What are you doing? She's also the one who, during her pregnancy, you recall, said how uh, she had a clean bill of health from her doctor. Mm-hmm. Who, again, uh, this will be a common threat we talk about today, but there's no way her doctor legally was allowed to like, deny that claim. Because doctors aren't allowed to talk about their patient records. Right. So you can say my doctor said anything. And my doctor, doctor
1: said I had the biggest dick in North
0: America. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see? Another lie. Uh, <laughs> you're literally, it's like saying my lawyer said, my doctor said, you can say anything you want. And they can't refute it. Uh, she claims that she was healthy all along. One of her big pet peeves is when people say, you're not healthy because she looks morbidly obese, and people assume that morbidly obese people are not healthy because they're not. <laughs> uh, so she was in an Uber, an Uber select she wanted people to know.
1: Well, well yeah. she can't
0: go in the Uber X. No, that's what it's she, like. the
1: thing will be dragging down See, the road. If, a, if you pulled Uber pool, Uber pool, up.
0: and she showed up, <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're so upset. Yeah, I love the fact she's bragging about Uber Select when she can't fit into an Uber Uber regular <laughs> Uber <laughs> X. Uber
1: Select is like a luxury car, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, like it's a full a, size sedan. Yeah. Yeah. I always, but when you order Uber, I think it says a lot about you based on what you pick. I Even mean, just by yourself, like which one you pick. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of social st- stigma, a lot of pressure to go higher than you need to. Like, you'll see a ride for $7 and there's one for $27. you are like, that'd eh, be pretty cool if I went in the
1: $27. Yeah, way. the Uber Select people are fucking retarded because it's like, uh, oh, you want to get in a Honda Civic or you want to pay three times for a Lexus. And it's like, that'd be lame even if you were owning that Lexus. Yes. But just to ride in it to the
0: bar, like, what Is the fuck even- do you care? It's a seat. There's no, reason why a man, there's no reason why a man should care what car carries him to his, <laughs> to his bar. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Pathetic. She's large. So apparently, according to her story, again, Instagram is great because it's, it's a news outlet. You totally control yourself. You control the news. And you can decide what portions of videos or photos or how you want to comment on stories. And no one can possibly refute it. So it's like you having your own like little Hearst newspa- newspaper empire. <laughs> Only nobody can question what you say. So she claims that an Uber driver, she got an Uber, and the Uber driver questioned her about... Her cholesterol level, which, by the way, isn't completely out of context when you see a 300-pound, 350-pound woman climb in the back of your car. That wouldn't be
1: my first question.
0: No. I'd be like, how do you take a shit? I was thinking sex. How do you have sex if she's had a baby? With that normal-sized guy, by the way, which is even doubly weird. Uh, How do you wash yourself? Yeah. How do you get under the folds? Is there some kind of, like, brush you use, like an animal brush? That's the things I'd want to know. Yeah. I'm also guessing, by the way, your Uber driver could have been a foreigner who was like a doctor in his home country. <laughs> and he was like, it's just legitimately questioning her. But I think she had a tape. There's no way. She has an eight-second tape where the guy asks her about her cholesterol. Then she shames him for asking her about her health in her Uber Select, uh, claiming it's not appropriate for anyone to ever ask you about questions like this because you you're, appear to be heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she said, by the way, he's also fat. So my fat driver is is questioning my health. That pissed off a lot of people. She took a
1: photo of the driver. His gut mostly. Just yeah, not his face, but his his side gut. Yes. Yeah.
0: And he wasn't. Let's put it this way: he was definitely overweight. He was not nearly as big as not nearly as big as she is.
1: Right. That's really the pot calling the kettle black at (laughs) that. point. Yeah, or
0: fat, which by the way is like that's the four letter word. That's the end bomb for like the overweight community. You're just not supposed to use the word fat because fat implies a a derogatory comment. You can use overweight, but they don't want to accept that. So plus size, I think, is what you're at. Super size, special size, big, beautiful woman-sized... Bigger
1: than normal. Bigger
0: uh, bigger than normal. Won't get blown away in a windstorm.
1: Undesirably (laughs) big.
0: (laughs) Like outside linebacker. Nobody's perfect,
1: but you are far from even being considered perfect. I don't know. Yeah, Warren
0: Sappish, I think, is another (laughs) one you can use.
1: What about Tubby? I like, you know, we never say Tubby anymore.
0: Yeah, but she's actually, I like the term morbidly obese because it's clinical and also describes you're going to die really young. Uh, And it's also hard to deny that since it's a clinical term. And you fall into the category. This is
1: one of the odder clinical terms, though, with the morbid adjective in there.
0: Yeah, it just meant to let you know that, as opposed to other lightly obese people, you're really gonna die young. <laughs> like you're gonna die, you're gonna be like have you're gonna have no legs and get be in a wheelchair by 40 at the grocery store. Right. That's kind of what it implies.
1: But for a long time, I, I swear to God, I thought that people that fat were like morbid in their personalities. <laughs> Like
0: they wrote, they wrote emo songs. Like yeah. organ, like really a dour organ and low keys. Yeah, like you just turned. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I thought you couldn't be a jovial, you know, uh, fat guy.
0: You, you had to be like a like Santa Claus was obese, but like these sad people were morbidly obese. That's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> like they're always watching gothic, goth, goth, goth music videos and stuff like that. Yeah. No, it just means you're going to die really young. Uh, so here's the thing. So she got a lot of fe- she got a lot of a pushback, even from her own. Fat community, whatever it is, because you're not supposed to use the word fat. She edited to add on her Instagram. That's a bad sign. Usually, you just pull that shit down. She edited add that she was not despair. She was using the word fat as a descriptor for the guy, the d- guy who was driving her, and not as a derogatory term. But that shit doesn't, that shit doesn't fly either, because no one knows what the word descriptor means anyhow. <laughs> and once you start using shit like that, it just clear you're lying. All right. She got caught. Here's a point about this fat woman you love. Uh, Isn't it true that that all these bullshit social campaigns normalize all this stuff? And by the way, there's no reason they hate fat people, but there's also no reason why you shouldn't be allowed to call them fat. Uh, Isn't this whole campaign to normalize this stuff just utter bullshit, and there's actually not a single logical plank to hang on, which is why even Tess Holliday ends up calling someone fat, because everyone loves calling fat people fat.
1: It is, because I feel like she was going for a, you know, black people can say the word nigger, but other people can't say it, so maybe she was like, I have the need to, uh, you know, the privilege to call someone fat because I'm fat. But apparently that's not what she was saying. And also, that's fat is just the most accurate way to describe someone who's fat. You you could say black or African-American or what are, whatever you want to say. To, to drop an N-bomb is very derogatory, but to say fat is not because it's just the cl- easiest... It doesn't even seem mean. It seems like the
0: nicest, easiest way to say someone has way too much. But I think she was. I think she was saying as derogatory term. I think that's the evil here, which is that it is human nature to look at fat people and think dumb, slow, lazy, gluttonous. Right? Those are all the terms that come to mind. I definitely
1: think lazy.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you look at like her. You look at her and you think gross, right? Yeah, especially her nudes. Oh boy, Uh, (laughs) you think gross. And I think she was looking at the guy who was questioning her, and even as a. One of the more famous, infamous, really obese women. The first thing that came to her mind was to put him down, or like question, demean his input because he's fat, right? Like because you're fat, you can't question my health, you idiot. Uh-huh. And I think that just reveals the actual underlying sort of biological nature, you know, anthropological nature of all this, which is that we can tr- pass all these laws and try all these social measures to make people like try and res- not body shame or respect people, but it is human nature to look at someone really fat and go like fuck what's your cholesterol that's gotta be like it's gotta be four figures right yeah i mean that's just human nature the guy wasn't like he'd had no ill intent in asking the question he probably was like seriously like what are you sure you're okay pike was concerned about her
1: yeah yeah and uh you know he's also driving an uber 12 hours a day to send money back to afghanistan (laughs) like he doesn't really have the life maybe that affords him like I would argue maybe this guy has an excuse. You know, he's hitting the drive-throughs, know, getting back on the road. You know, it's like, what does Tess Holiday do? Do a yes. photo shoot every
0: fucking three weeks? Like, how come you can't lose some weight? Nobody likes a skinny trucker, Matt. <laughs> it's, just, it's not there, but nobody likes a fat model. That's also the way it goes. Uh, I think it just, it's just this hypocrisy. This like, she got in a moment of anger, she revealed the exact truth of this matter, which is that people are always going to judge other people superficially. Yeah, it's just human nature to do that. Maybe you can control yourself and not say shit. But people are always going to do that, and this, like, social media campaign to stop it is never going to stop it. They're just going to fucking keep—this could go on for a thousand years. It's never going to stop it. And she herself, in her own jolly, rolling fatness, reveal, <laughs> revealed the truth of the matter, which is that people look down upon fat people. I think so. All right. Tess Holiday, Matt's available, single, if you like today. No, he's, he's taken, but he, had to, he needs a side piece. <laughs> But if you had a large, do you think you could have an affair with a, like a three hundred fifty pound woman or would people notice right away? It would Be hard to meet with her secretly. It would draw
1: a lot of attention. It, it would also, I don't know, because I, I feel like then you could just there's no way he's fucking her. Like even if you're like making hours at the bar, like he's, he's probably. It's like I was at the bar with my buddy Pete one time, and uh, he just started bothering these two fat chicks who were like, "Leave us alone, we're trying to eat." And uh, he was like, "You know, so no one ever, to say that. no one ever gives him enough." attention. And so in his mind, he was some hero that was just bothering the shit. Anyway, uh, I think you could cheat on Tess Hott and Just no one would ever assume uh, that that's... You were that's, having sex? Yeah.
0: They assume you were trying to check her cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, let me ask you. I know you're big on the French elections. You follow elections around the world. Uh, you briefly follow the American election, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I still, I still wake up some days and can't believe that like Trump still wants Trump. <laughs> I'm not, like, in an angry, like, way. Like, I know people who hate him, like, wake up and think, like, it's not, un- not real. Like, the people who are having those psychological conditions. Right. Which affect, like, 30% of Americans. But more just, like, in the goofy sort of comic way it that does, I can't it, believe. That, like It doesn't like, seem real. Like, yeah. like, it just seems like an SNL, ongoing SNL skit still.
1: Well, there's so. that theory of, uh, I think it's called Pose Theory, that uh, something ridiculous enough... Uh, that exhausts exhausts all uh, possibility for explanation, you can't make fun of it or even hardly
0: rationalize it because it's
1: just as ridiculous as it can already get.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I think, the the reality that SNL is facing. Their skits are funny, but they're actually just accurate to real life. (laughs) So they're not even like, they they could just actually do transcripts of Trump's speeches, and they're hilarious, (laughs) right? They don't need to actually mock him in any way. Uh, Emmanuel, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. By the way, no man should be named Emmanuel. That's just wrong. Uh, Macron, uh, Macron, Macron. Uh, There was a big French presidential election this past week. Matt, I don't know if you voted. Uh, Do you have dual French citizenship? Is that your dream in life? No. Do you, trace your, do you trace your roots back to the Bonaparte's? The
1: French are one of the few nationalities we can still openly insult and no one will care, right? Yeah. So.
0: It's, I think it's odd that they were like, you know, you look at like franchises that haven't won in sports like in 15 years. The French haven't had a big victory like in 250 years as a country. They're like, they're like the, the Clippers from the 80s, 90s, and the 1000s, but like times like 100. Yeah, but the Cleveland Browns don't walk around acting like they're the shit. That's the problem, right? Uh, so the French had an election, and I don't get into this big li- liberal media bias thing. I, I know it exists. And I don't give a shit about it because if people complain about it. I don't like that much. So it's I don't just, think it exists. I think it exists just naturally. I don't think it's a conspiratorial as people think. Uh, I just think most people go into journalism are, as far as I know, every article I read is written by a 24-year-old liberal arts college graduate, female. <laughs> right. So I just assume 95% of them are li- progressive-leaning. I don't think there's any conspiracy about it, just how they grew up and where they came from and the kind of values they have, which is they all wanted to have sex with Obama.
1: But it doesn't matter because the organizations they work for are overwhelmingly at the high corporate lo- I think leaning. at the high level,
0: you're right. And I end up reading a lot of blog, more blog stuff, Mm -hmm. articles, which I think is more of the 24-year-old girls. Right, right. So, and they're clearly like, you know, you can just look at the adjectives they use. They clearly hate Trump and they love Hillary Clinton. There was no doubt about that last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're looking, since Trump won in this victory, you and I still can't comprehend. Uh, They're looking anywhere around the world, anywhere around the country, like, for these elections. or the Georgia congressional election. And they immediately, like, raise the stakes on these elections to, like, Trump versus Obama two or Trump versus Clinton two, and they're just dying for like the more the more progressive one to win. So in the French election, there's this guy Emmanuel Macron, and whoever looked at fucking French presidential backgrounds before, but I looked into this (laughs) this guy's background because I noticed that his wife was. There's an arc about how much he's in love. He's 39 years old, his wife is 63. And then I thought, oh, Red flag. Red flag, that's weird because I can't think of a single person in the world who also is in the same situation. <laughs> <laughs> Can you really? Do you know anyone in their 30s married to a 60-plus-year-old woman?
1: I know a few guys in Hollywood, but we all know what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a beard. That's a beard.
0: Situation. But no, like,
1: just normal, like, a guy next door? No, no. Yeah, and their
0: first marriage, too, by the way. Not, no. like, some weird thing where they're, like, Sunset Boulevard thing. Uh, so he, that was a red flag. So I looked into it, and they said they had this long-standing marital, you know, this romantic relationship. And I thought, oh, how long-standing? Because he's 39, she's 63. It turns out, unreported largely in the press, she was his high school, freshman high school, French lit teacher, which I assume they just call lit in France. Uh, We have English class,
1: (laughs) (laughs) English (laughs) literature. We do. That makes no sense. But they definitely only read French. So, yeah, it should just be called literature. She
0: was his freshman high school teacher who fell in love with him when he was 15 years old. Uh, and uh, you know, there's no specific mention of them having sex at the time, but they fell in love and exchanged sexually romantic uh, you know, communications with one another. Letters. Letters, as French people do. They write letters. I mm-hmm. think <laughs> they pen letters with like a quill pen. Yeah. Uh, enough, so, enough to the point that when uh, Macron's parents found the letters, they had him shipped away from wherever he was going to school in this high school uh, to Paris to go to a boarding school to get away from this teacher. And the teacher, by the way, was thirty-nine in time. He was fifteen, and you know, I think you—you you and I both agree—awesome for the fifteen-year-old to bang the thirty-nine-year-old teacher, who, by the way, was pretty attractive, yeah. attractive French blonde. Yeah. But in a somewhat creepy vein, she also had kids the exact same age as the boy she was banging. Mm. Would you agree that raises the creepiness level just like a it's few some, It's
1: some odd locker room talk for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. Kind of <laughs> awkward for the sons.
0: I think the old lady. We all agree the old ladies, the older lady teacher sleeping with the, the teenage boy. He's just a lucky bastard. Yeah. But when she's got a son who's like the exact same age, look, and all that kind of stuff, it gets to the level of like, hmm, are you thinking about your son while you're fucking this kid? Because that's kind of creepy. There's stuff in, there's stuff in there.
1: I, I don't know how the schools are over there. If if they were in the if it was like uh, Macron, was a jock. You know, they were both on the lacrosse team or whatever. Because that sounds like a French word. Uh, that wouldn't be that. That would be weird. But, you know, if he, he's a, a nerd that hangs out in the library, and I don't know. What if she same. made him
0: wear her son's lacrosse uniform? <laughs> and by the way, you're assuming lacrosse is played in France because it's French?
1: Yeah. Although I don't know they play lacrosse. I think it's actually a Native American <laughs> yeah, sport. Something. I don't know why it's called lacrosse.
0: Let's just stick with soccer. Brian, Frank. do you
1: know why it's called lacrosse? Actually, yeah. The French settlers came over and saw the natives in the, what's now the U.S. and Canada playing it. They thought it looked like the crozier or whatever, the the, the bishop or priest holds
0: or something. It means crooked stick loosely in France. Lacrosse. Oh, my God. Brian just <laughs> yes. really stepped up yes. in, in my book. That was like, I'm, not, I'm taking back my donation to Wikipedia. <laughs> That's why I give them $5. Dollars. I was like, oh, it's going to Brian instead. Uh, that was amazing, Brian, by the way. So here's the thing. So no one mentioned that she had, started having sex with him when he was 15. She was 39. And it just seems to be like this thing. And they interviewed her about it. And she said, About the teenage sex, he said, Oh, I don't Basically, I don't kiss and tell. That's part of our our mystery and our relationship is part of the romantic aspect of it. I think at that point, all French people started clapping and applauding. Uh Because the French people, even though they actually have laws and it was technically illegal for her her to have sex with them at 15, the French love a good, weird, fetish type of relationship more than anybody. Yeah, I will
1: say, I don't think they judge. I don't think they judge like we do.
0: No, in fact, I saw a French expert, relationship expert, who said that the one thing French love is authenticity. And they don't care what the actual relationship is, as long as it's believable, as long as it seems authentic. Like you could be fucking your dog, but as long as they think you really love your dog, Mm. they just applaud and think like, "How you know, viva la France." (laughs) So there's, you're right. They don't. Their only judgment is in like, ah, if they, if she loves it, he loves it. Doesn't the circumstances don't matter at all? Which is extremely open-minded to the point of being disgusting, actually.
1: Yeah, I I mean, there's there's a fine line between being open-minded and like, it sounds like his wife uh, molested him. Yes.
0: She was his teacher. That would get you 10 years, by the way, in the U.S. if that happened. Not right to now. mention, if this is true, which
1: I'm assuming it is, that means he's most likely only had sex with one woman his entire life.
0: And I don't yes. trust a guy like that at all. I don't trust a guy who marries older women. I mean, I understand why he had sex with her as a teenager. But then why he continue to like, be with her the next 25 years? Well,
1: I get if he was like 16 and he bought like a $12 ring at the fucking shop, you know, out of a machine and said, you know, I'm going to marry her. That would make sense. And then someone goes,
0: okay, you're way out of line. Uh, you know, you need to calm down. What about that awkward moment when you meet your kids and they're older than you are? <laughs> you yeah. fucking... Yeah, I'm fucking. Or your mom. when someone says, uh, "Would you and your
1: mother like to be
0: seated?" <laughs> yes. uh, you know, in the front or on the patio. I'll, I will give him this as an excuse. She's an attractive woman, so I, that's my that's I'm laying in, in terms of defending him. I'm laying it all on that mm-hmm. because if she was not an attractive woman, this whole thing would really fall. This whole thing would really fall apart. But the fact that and she was probably even more attractive at 39, I'm gonna let the whole thing. I'm gonna let the whole thing slide in his end. But here's the thing. So the, the, the press refuses to report on this stuff, right? This would be a huge scandal. And they're writing about how, like, Trump is much worse because he started sleeping with all these young— you know, he married all these young women and insisted they all have amazing bodies and they'd be in their 20s and all stuff like that, which I think you and I have no problem with whatsoever. It's one of his best qualities. Yes. But we can also agree that Trump is gross as a general, as a general principle, as a guy. Uh, I mean, we, want, we wouldn't want him dating our daughters— uh, no. But, you know, he's not a great standard to go by. But if this was a guy in the French election who had done the same thing and he was not the socialist candidate, there would be a million and one exposés about what a disgusting sexual pervert he was. Yeah. How he was a rapist and how he was like, even Trump, like they pull up all these like unfounded like teen girl stories about him like the week before the election. that all sort of disappeared after the election. Will you not admit there's some, some level of bias in the fact that they really want this guy to beat the, the right wing chick?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Because even if it was Le Pen that had, uh, you know, fucked a, her her 15-year-old uh, classmate and na- was now married to him. Student. Student. Um, student. I mean, yeah. I, I think that would be all over the place, too. Yeah. You know.
0: They'd be called—I the, mean, Trump's been—I mean, Trump, they labeled Trump as a pervert. As far as I know, he never had sex with anyone under 18. Yeah. Or actually under 24, for that matter. He did like—he liked the 20-something girls. There's no doubt about it. He liked the escorts, the whores, the dancers. But I think we kind of agree that's, you know, makes them the, not necessarily like man of the year. But there's nothing wrong with that versus having meeting a teacher at 39 years old, having sex with your 15 year old. There's clearly something wrong. Well, with that. Well, that's why I think we
1: should do away with this ridiculous notion of uh, objectivity in journalism, because, you know, the fact is, Le Pen is a is a white supremacist. <laughs> and no a white one really. Yes, yeah, she is. She's, she doesn't uh, like Muslims.
0: Uh, I don't, she like Jews. Eh, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, if you, when you study, when you look at European politics, to call anybody conservative, like a right wing in Europe, outside of the whole racial thing, it's pretty silly because she's like for a min- massive raise in the minimum wage. She's for thir- limiting work weeks to 35 hours, six weeks mandatory vacation, full-time government uh, jobs without being fired, pensions by six, full-time retirement pensions by 60. She's not exactly your, like, hardcore Koch brothers, like, right-wing right person.
1: No, I mean... Like, her policies
0: outside, outside of the immigration stuff, her policies pretty much match Bernie Sanders.
1: Yeah, but it's, I mean, we're, those are two different countries. I, yeah. I'm just saying when you start denying the Holocaust and your dad teaches you that and you grow up as a fucking weirdo homeschooled, uh, I don't know. I, I just get why you would prefer one candidate over the other. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: No, the socialist guy, socialist in France, by the way, he's considered... The mainstream part, the centrist party, is a socialist. The left wing is actually a total communist anarchist yeah. who just want, like, to burn everything, to just burn everything to the ground. And they're actually, like, at 10% of the votes. It's so a legitimate party. I mean, Europe is just way to the left of where the U.S. is, and people don't really necessarily understand that.
1: As an anarchist, do you go through the trouble of filing all the papers and getting approved? And uh...
0: I think you have to use like a it's like the like the Orthodox Jews use a special driver on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. I think they find like a non-anarchist to do all the paperwork for them. <laughs> so police in the government. I've heard I mean, know, But it's like let's say this like France is like what's the most liberal state in the United States like a Oregon or Rhode Island or something like that. That's all of like France. So the the politically likely candidates who can win elections there range from like moderate democrats to complete left wing
1: i don't know cuz there's no conservative state in the us that's like you can't wear a religious headscarf in public
0: well they have a we're big, not there yet no we're not there yet we're getting we're getting there by the way uh, all i want to do is to have some some one reporter from a legitimate outlet saying like by the way, your wife fucked you when you were 15 and she a 39 teacher. Will you please just admit, A, that was a crime, and B, that was kind of gross, unless we can we can. Yeah, it on. doesn't
1: have to be accusatory. Just, no. like, a nice, like, you know, walkthrough of how this went down with reenactments yes. and desk like,
0: humping on the desk. And some of the naked photos she sent you. That's all I'm asking for. She looks, she's a, I bet at 39 she was a really hot lady, by the way. She's a good-looking 63-year-old lady. She probably looked amazing. So all the power to him. I just want people to be honest and just say, like, this is not actually the romantic story we're pending out to be. It's actually was statutory rape. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the same. It's not much different than, like, I would love for, like, the guy, that, the guy from Tennessee who kidnapped that 15-year-old and took her across the country to, like, a naked commune in California <laughs> everyone's looking for. I like when he's pushing to say, like, when did, I, did I fuck her in the commune, the 15-year-old? Well, that's the mystery of love, and I really <laughs> would... I don't want to comment on it because it takes away from the romance of the situation. Yeah. And everyone goes, like, oh, that's In, like, so like 30 years
1: from <laughs> so now, she's running for president and like yes. advocating for the rights of 15 year old schoolgirls <laughs> to fuck their weird looking 40. 40- <laughs> I'd vote for her.
0: <laughs> Matt, let me ask you. You uh, got very upset at Brie Larson this week. Do you all remember who Brie Larson is? Because I think her name sounds like 85 other people's names. Yeah, it's one of those really super duper common names as an actress that you ought to think about. Well, she changed her name. Oh, did she? Her real really?
1: name's not Larson. It's something French Canadian,
0: something real horrendous. I, I just feel like I just you know I've gone to like Scandinavia and I'm looking up Larson in the phone book. Mm-hmm. There's just a million. There's a million of them. But she's the one from the room. She got most famous in the Room or Room, whatever the movie was. Yeah. I still can't bring myself to watch it after reading the synopsis. I assume it was good, and she seems like a good actress. It's she's, a
1: good movie that you yeah, you never want to watch again.
0: No, and she's also, what, she's in Kong? She was just in the King Kong movie?
1: I saw that movie, thought it was good, did not know she was in it. Somewhat forgettable,
0: uh, the, Brie you, Larson. Yes. Uh, so here's why you explain why Brie Larson is full of selfless empowerment bullshit, yet the model for A-list actresses moving forward. Because I think you took issue with how... She's redefining her A-list, new A-list, wealthy, famous person status as like a social cause Yeah. and how much you hate it. But I also think you have to agree, and you can if you wish to after this question, you also have to agree that's exactly where every A-list actress is moving now.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, she did an interview in a magazine, I can't remember, Elle maybe, something along those lines. Something for the chicks. And uh, in it, she said, I was going through a tough time promoting Room because I had to do these press junkets and I had to keep talking about myself. And uh, so she said, I group texted the, the who's who of the feminist yes. actresses. Coincidentally, maybe like four of the five biggest movie stars right now. This is like uh, Le- Jennifer Lena Dunham Lawrence, yeah. Lena Dunham, Amy Schumer, and someone else. And uh, she said, they saved my life, and now I, I still don't like talking about myself. But she was doing an interview talking about herself, and then she posted the photo of the cover of the magazine she was on to her own Instagram to show her she hates publicity. Which seemed odd. And then she claimed that she took the new Captain Marvel role, uh, in her own words, because it was progressive and to show
0: little girls that anything's possible.
1: And, God damn, I just wanted to fucking slap her. Yes.
0: Uh, you can't. That's illegal, by the way. I just want to let you know uh, that. I didn't
1: actually want to slap her, but I, w- I would want to slap... It, it was just so... Uh, so hypocritical and so easily seen through. So you took the role of the mo- the biggest money role that you got offered, yes. not because you want the accolades or the money or because it's best for your career, but because you wanted to show little girls that a, a female actress can play like a sexually ambiguous, by the way, really shitty C-list action hero,
0: yeah. uh, comic book character yeah, like maybe becoming a female carpenter would have done more <laughs> like for for girls to see that there's different oppor- career opportunities for themselves because at the end of the day there's only one or two women in the world who are going to get the captain the future captain marvel roles right <laughs> so for the little girl in indiana thinking like oh i could be a future movie star that's not really where we're going well,
1: by the way this movie that's going to suck obviously that everyone will forget about a year after it comes out so all, all the girls growing up are going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, I can do anything I want. Like, I'm pretty sure little girls right now already think
0: that. Uh, yeah. Or they're watching a Disney inspirational movie like Moana, which I like to pull up because you haven't seen it. And I've seen it well, three Well,
1: who's times. raising little girls? Be like, you can't. Isn't that just what they teach them now, that you can do anything you want? I think uh, they always
0: have, by the way.
1: And you can do anything you want. No one's saying you can't. It really hasn't been like that for fucking 20 years now.
0: Honestly, the only thing you really can't do is be an A-list actress. That's <laughs> the only thing. Like, of all the professions for women, that's the one that's, a, that's like a boy saying he's going to be, you know, Tom Brady. It's like, you tell your kid when they're five, you can be Tom Brady. But they say that at 15... You like just start locking them in places and send them away to sc- military school or some shit well, like Tom that. Tom
1: Brady's not like I'm going to join the WNBA so I can show all the little boys that anything's possible. But you know, I mean, she's playing what's I believe a male uh, comic book yes. hero. Yes. Yes. Uh, that they're cha- who I've never even heard of. That, so they're changing it. They're rapidly. changing
0: now. They're changing comic book characters to be like Muslim or to be women or to be black guys or whatever. Which I, I've always felt makes, is, is like. It's one of those beautiful intention things that is so idiotic and makes no sense whatsoever because why not just create characters for these people? Yeah. why? Like, there's no female superhero character. There's, like, 50 of them you could do. Right. Like, even the biggest loser comic
1: book nerd is not like, we need to make a Captain Marvel movie. Like, no. when's that
0: coming? No. So, like, why... Yeah, so it's why a not just... play for money. And why I think not make a new... You saw this with Emma Watson with Beauty and the Beast. how She had to turn it into, like... She reviewed the script to make sure it was empowering for women. The story where she's a... Remember, she invented the washing machine, and she's in France in the 18, early 18th century. But she's empowering women by showing that she had dreams and helped her father, the inventor, out. And that there's a gay, a gay character that she helps, that she's kind to. Yeah, I mean, and then it turns out this is she made 15 million dollars off the movie because the box office was so huge that she got a 15 million dollar up to like a bonus. <laughs> and it's like, just this. Here's what I think's happening. I think so. There's all these very you know progressive feminist women who are trying so desperately to relate to the perils of, other, of of common women because it's hard to be a feminist and be like a rich out of touch behind the walls kind of woman mm-hmm. so they really have to it's like rappers when they get famous rich and famous and they move to like the really nice areas <laughs> but they have to like go kill somebody <laughs> like get involved like Wiz Khalifa still has to go out and like shoot somebody <laughs> to show that he's still like got his you know it has got his roots he's not forgotten his roots that's what these feminists are doing they're like Show, they're like making up this bullshit logic to show that they're still the woman with the mop like you know, working 15 hours a day trying to make ends meet for their family. Yeah, And they're just not anymore, and so they're creating this idea that, like, I didn't do this movie for the 15 million. I did it to empower girls in Uganda who are carrying buckets on their head that someday they can be top-level movie actresses. <laughs> it makes no... There's, there's no logic to it whatsoever in terms of, like, outcome. It's becoming
1: the norm, and it's It's actually not progressive because, you know, you got people walking around going, I bought this $10,000 Donna Karan dress because the dye comes from some sustainable mine in Chile. And it's like, just give the $10,000 to Chile if you actually cared. But you don't, you know, like you're making a, you're making a fucking movie. Like there's
0: nothing heroic about it. It seems like, so here's here's guys who made a heroic movie. There's these guys who believed in, like, they wanted the Armenian genocide to be a big issue again. Because they still, the Armenians are still upset that 100 years later, nobody really thinks there was a genocide in Armenia by the Turks. They're not getting over it. They're not getting over it. It probably, something along the lines of that happened, some horrible things happened. But in the last 100 years, the Turks have been much more powerful than the Armenians. So they've sort of rewritten history to, like, make people forget about it. And, and then Turkey was an ally of the, of the U.S. and the NATO and all this stuff. So they have, Turkey's had a lot more influence than Armenians have. Unless you need your car. Chop shop. <laughs> <laughs> You've got, you got the Armenians. Uh, if, you need, if you need a new car seat for your Toyota Corolla 97, you're still going Armenian. Uh, so these guys, all these famous Armenian guys, got together basically and put like $100 million into this Christian Bale movie, The Promise, mm-hmm. that absolutely nobody saw. And they all took a huge financial bath. <laughs> To me, that's at least... I didn't necessarily agree with it, but to me, that's like making a statement with your movie, right? right. We're going gonna get—we're rich Armenian guys. We want this point to get out there. We're going to spend a lot of money on this movie, and we're probably going to lose a shitload of money, but we don't care because it's, a, it's an issue we want to get out there. That's very different than Captain Marvel, which is going to make f- half a billion dollars, and you're getting paid a shitload of money for and then pretending that it's a social cause.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just admit that you're looking out for your own self-interest. I mean, to to post on your Instagram the the cover of a magazine that you're the cover girl on and then to claim that you are are like this indie type of chick that doesn't want attention Uh, when do do these news outlets stop
0: not calling out this retarded horse shit? Asking any single logical follow up or question? (laughs) I'll tell you what it is because they all all want access and they only get access the PR companies control these actresses unless you write only positive stuff they cut you off. You just lose access. Right. So you never get a Brie Larson interview or photo shoot again, cover again, if you don't, like, write, if you don't just let her say shit and go, like, that's amazing. That's why Larry King went on for 30 years, right? (laughs) Just he got the biggest stars because they could go on there and he'd go, like, amazing, amazing. (laughs) They could say whatever the fuck they wanted. It's not really journalism. Uh, But here's the thing. Is there ever going to be a chick who's like Donald Trump who just says, like, I'm rich, fuck you, I'm making all this money, look how successful I am, or even, like, a male rapper who does the same thing? Are there ever going to be women... Comfortable with the fact that they're just making bank and they just want to fucking be rich and buy rich shit and say fuck you. I don't, you know, it's too bad that you're poor. There, there are and chicks fucking... like that. That's the, who the Kardashians are. Uh, no, they fake it. They fake it all the time. They, all they really? talk about is their charities and all this shit. Like they do the, they do the obvious consumption, but everything is tied to some charitable effort they're doing. Or they talk about how they went to Walmart to get a dress for some event they're going to for 60 bucks.
1: It's becoming so... Uh, it's just so prevalent. Like, Stella has a thing where you buy a chalice mug <laughs> yes. for $13, and they give $3 so that uh, they can give water to people in certain impoverished countries. And then they, they double up on the cause with... The uh, lack of water disproportionately affects women. Yes. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm pretty sure everyone fucking drinks water. <laughs> how is that even possible? Like, guys are sneaking behind their wives' wives and hydrating <laughs> yeah. in the fucking barn. Like, Yeah, probably the guy's out doing something else. Usually in families, you allot certain chores to certain groups, like the guy makes the money, builds the house. Yeah, I'm sure a chick has to go find
0: water sometimes. Female rationing of water, not the male rationing. The guy's Dude. drinking in front of her and like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's empty. The thermos is empty. And they're always giving uh, 10% to charity, if
1: that. So it's like, alright, so think about how this would work on an economic scale. For you to drink enough beer... To, to give, and, and the numbers they cite don't even add up. So it's like something they said, like $4.5 billion, according to them, like 10 cents per person per year. That could provide water to everyone in this uh, entire country. It's like, well, that country already has that much money in aid, so what you're saying is a fucking lie, and you're just trying to sell Stella to, to assholes, which is who drink Stella in the first place. Like, just admit that you want to get drunk, and if you really fucking drink whatever beer you want, and if you want to help a cause, then like help it. But this going through corporations to get
0: to the poor people, I don't think that's going to work out very well. What would you say to the guy drinking Stella? You go, dude, you're drinking Stella, you're such an asshole. He's like, no, I'm saving Chad. I'm giving water to Chad. I don't want to punch him in the fucking head. (laughs) It It takes 20 gallons of water to make a fucking pint of Stella. There has Still to be, is the problem. There, no, you can drink beer and save the world. I think people love this. The Slacktivism has gotten to a new level. <laughs> now you can just get loaded and you're saving the world. You can buy a certain kind of beer. You can buy, a you can buy shitty clothes and you're saving the world. You buy a pair of Tom's and they give another
1: pair. It's like, uh, why don't you just buy a fucking decent pair of shoes and then give another person a pair of shoes?
0: I think nobody questions this shit anymore because that's just where we're, that's just where we're at. Nobody cares anymore. That's why we're here, Matt. Call, call out to this shit. Uh, let me ask you, speaking of shit we're going to call out, uh, rape. Uh, do you know that we live in a rape culture mm. where men are encouraged, if not, uh, patting each other on the back and high-fiving each other over rapes? It's common. I don't know how many guys you rape, know rape I don't rapes. know. I have a lot of friends, and I don't remember ever doing that. Don't you know when your friends come over for your Stella And uh, you drink enough, and then the guy starts talking about how he raped all these chicks, and you start high-fiving the dude and going, dude, you're the best rapist ever.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I should also point out I have, like, uh, 75 male friends and maybe one female friend who's kind of on the fence Is like, if she'd get an invite. And still. So these guys are the most male of the male. Yeah. uh, And never once have I experienced that. What
0: What if the one chick you know is raping people? She, I mean, she could be. She hangs out with a bunch of fucking guys. <laughs> could be. So Abigail Breslin, who you know from nowhere, she was in Little Miss Sunshine when she was a little, a little young kid. Mm. The Great Kinnear movie and uh, whatever, where they drive cross-country. She's in a uh, pa- little pageant. It was, was an made. overrated movie. It was a feel-good movie, so people loved it. It was amusing. It was a feel-good movie. And I thought it was about a suicide guy. No, no. Uh, well, there's a guy who dies. Grandma and Grandpa dies. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but it's like 15 years old, so I think it's, I think it's okay. Uh, it was one of those movies, that like in, just an indie feel-good movie, which nobody ever makes anymore. So I think people liked it just for that. Uh, because if there's an indie movie now, it has to be either a genre, horror genre, some kind of like torture porn or something like that. It's one of those movies that like, you make knowing you're going to lose money, so people like and respect you just for doing that. Right. And then it makes money. Uh, anyhow, so she brought up this thing, and this is very common now. So we're still, by the way, I think we're three podcasts into Sexual Assault Awareness Month. I believe the Sexual Assault Awareness Month is going on six weeks. I'm going to look into it. (laughs) I think they they extended it. But it is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And at the beginning of the month, Abigail Breslin uh, dropped her Me Too on on the rape culture and the sexual assault awareness by saying, announcing declaratively that she had been the victim of a date rape, an acquaintance rape, whatever you wish to call it. Matt, unlike your theory about morbidly obese people just being sad, date Mm -hmm. rape does not mean you date someone who promises to rape you. (laughs) <laughs> just want to be clear. On it's that. not like a promise ring no, type of thing. No, it's not like it's not like a match.com looking for guys to rape, looking for guys to rape. So it's where you go on a date and you unexpectedly get raped. Well, yeah, it's date. If it was rape date, <laughs> <that> would make. <laughs> well, it's little... just one of those Craigslist things where you like you're like looking for a guy to rape you. This is uh, apparently when she was a teenager, a boyfriend, and as you noted, she probably didn't have that many boyfriends as a full time actress as a teenager. So we can probably narrow down who she's talking about pretty easily.
1: Yeah. Let's ask both of those guys if they raped her. her. And yes.
0: Then... Well actually here's the funny thing. We can't ask those guys because she won't name the guy's name or provide any evidence or details of the account. She just dropped the fact that she was date raped, mentioned how date rape is real rape and all this stuff like that and how she was raped and assaulted and she didn't want to report any she didn't report any of this thing. Now it came back two weeks later that she got a lot of blowback from this, even from I think some rape activists mm-hmm. who said, Look, it's just not super cool, certainly from guys and some women. To say you were raped without providing any evidence, uh, you're not. Li- we don't think you're lying, but you're kind of like you're kind of a, kind of counterproductive to the cause here. Uh, and then one guy, of course, she pulled one quote from a guy who said she put up a statistic about all the rape cases that occur in this country and how few actually lead to prosecution and conviction. And then some guy wrote to her, "Rapes that are not reported don't count." And then she went off. <laughs> she went off, despite the fact that what the guy said is technically completely <laughs> completely true. They don't count in the rape statistics. They don't count the rape statistics. They don't count for you and I because we don't know about them. Like, yeah, they count for you personally in your life, but like the guy in Utah doesn't know the woman in, in California was had an unreported. I'm sure rape. the
1: guy on Twitter would have clarified that if Twitter didn't allow you to only write <laughs> a half sentence.
0: I think he thought it was probably self explanatory. She right. pulled it out of context to make it look like uh, if you don't report the rape, that I don't, you know, then fuck you, mm-hmm. which is not. I don't think what the person meant. And then she wrote a whole, key, a whole explanation. She felt the need to defend herself on why she didn't report the rape, saying that she was embarrassed, she was humiliated, she was scared, She thought she, her family knew this person, she thought they would be upset, all this stuff like that. And I was thinking, i think thinking to myself, reading her Twitter account, uh, these are all valid reasons why, as a 60- or 70-year-old, you would not want to report a rape. But then if you're, if you're in that mindset and you decide not to do that, are you still then allowed, years later, to then act as if it's a bonus... <laughs> it 's a de facto conviction, and you were the victim of a crime that you never reported there 's no evidence of it you won 't give any details on isn't this trying to have it both rape ways matt i't yeah i don't i don't know the,
1: like her family background or anything, and I know that teenagers sometimes you know don't think real clearly, but unless she was you know uh, in in some kind of um, right wing uh, evangelical commune i can 't imagine a situation where
0: Hey, like, like most working actresses are in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, hey, d-
1: hey, Dad, this guy raped me. Hey, don't be talking bad about that guy. Yes. You know, you know, maybe he felt like it. Well, I mean, if, if it was, you know. Maybe it was her manager or agent or somebody. I don't know. Well, it could be. I, I just mean, I don't know how old she was at the time. I don't know how old she is now. I think she's 23 or 24
0: now. So, She's, I, I don't know, or it's, six years it's ago. just so
1: easy to go back and by the way, the, in the, in terms of like the feminist doctrine you totally can, you can just go back and decide that an encounter that you had was rape even though at the time you considered it consensual, I mean you can do all kinds of revisionist history, right? Well,
0: like Amy Schumer in her memoirs said, decided, just, re- just remembered that she was raped suddenly, not remembered she didn't forget that she had sex with a guy when she was 16 in high school on a date, but she Willing back, suddenly remembered that she had never given consent and that he was fumbling around in her pants and she never said yes. And she, he, he didn't physically force her, but she never consented and therefore she was raped. She kind of remembered that part. And again, maybe that happened at the time, maybe it didn't happen at the time. How would anybody know, or how would anybody know if Abigail Breslin's telling the truth or lying? I assume she's telling the truth because why would she bring this out? But you can't just, you know, there's no other crime where we allow people to say, say oh yeah, there was no evidence of this crime, but. We believe, we believe you anyhow. You never report it. There's no evidence of it. You won't tell us any details. But hell yeah, we believe, we believe you no matter what. Well,
1: by the way, if that's the criteria for rape, then almost every single sexual encounter is a rape because nobody stops and says, hey, is this all right? What you do is you judge if the person's resisting or not, yes. right? Yes. So if you're not resisting and you're kind of into it, that can't be a rape later on because you didn't say
0: yes, which is a thing that was only invented like two years ago. Does that include, Matt, for you, the women trying to to, uh, uh, garble words out through the bandana you have in their mouth? (laughs) 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 Er, I can't hear you. I think she's saying yes. She she likes this. No, I agree. I think all pretty much, under the definition, uh, under the strict definition, I think all high school and college sex is probably rape. Which is exactly, by the way, why the rape statistics. Literally, are- any time you have sex, do you ask your wife before you have sex if it's cool? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, now, well, you have to actually because, uh, God, there was a recent case where the person was saying she was raped by her husband, was by her husband, and not again forcefully, just without consent. Uh, so those things are co- those things are coming to a forefront. Again, I don't mind that like there are these strict rules and all this other stuff like that. I do mind it. I think it's silly, but you know, laws are laws. But if you're not going to, like, provide the name of the guy to allow him to defend himself in the least, can you just, like, is, like, no evidence the new tons of evidence? It's, yeah. like, it's like, and it seems to apply just to sexual assault or politically correct crimes where you can't, you can't argue against the person and say, like, you know what? Unless you tell me when this happened or who it was with, I don't believe you. Yeah. You're not allowed to say that. If it was any other crime or even a guy, if, if you said, like, someone broke into your house and stole your shit and took a shot at you. And then, but I didn't report to the police. I'm not telling you when it happened. I'm not gonna say you who it was, but I know the person. And people are gonna like, shut it the fuck up, Matt. That's just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: and and especially when you drop like a a vague nugget like Schumer saying a boyfriend in high school, or maybe some actress saying some director I worked with. It's like you go to her IMDb page. Well, now one in fifty of these guys, or thirty more, or whatever, one in three guys. Whatever it is, if you dated her, directed her in a movie, you've essentially been, uh, been named suspicious. as a suspect in a rape.
0: Yes, and, and, but the reason they don't actually name the names is because once you name the names, like Kesha named Dr. Luke, then there's a whole process that takes place, including the guy you are accusing, going like, fuck, no, I didn't rape you. You're lying. Yeah. And then you have to provide additional evidence. Right. Right. I mean, but it's like there's so much power. Blind. Here's the thing that really bothers me. It just came to my mind. Blind accusations, ev- accusations without any founded evidence, have traditionally always been used against minority groups or disenfranchised groups. Mm-hmm. It's always been used by the powerful to take down the non-powerful, because it's such a power, it's such a huge weapon to have, right? That's why we've always set up the court system and the constitution like to protect the minority, to protect the, the little guy, right? Yeah. So when people accuse you of shit, you have a way to you know to, to get out of it. Uh, it hasn't always worked because there's a lot of black guys in prisons who accused of rape who didn't rape anybody or murder. Uh, but at least it's kept it at bay somewhat. So she's a powerful. She's a powerful person now, using this against an unnamed guy, who therefore is the disenfranchised guy who can't defend himself. This is really a crass thing to do.
1: Yeah, and and like you said, I mean, it's it's one thing when it's a minority, you know, but now you have a, a, literally a, a majority of the population being labeled a minority by some, and so now they have, uh, <laughs> you know, the the sort of. Um, abused, uh, feeling that they were uh, wronged, like a minority may, for, for good reason, but also the power to get back at the other people, so it's uh, at, the, at the oppressive class, Yeah. but when you're the majority of the population, you sort of are the oppressive class at that point.
0: Well, Hillary Clinton said during her campaign that you should believe a woman's accusations on sexual assault before there's any sort of evidence provided. Or any sort of process takes place, she said. You need to lean on the side of believing guilty until proven innocent in these in this specific criminal case. And I think that's a really bad <laughs> that's a really bad idea. And for someone that important to say that, I think just shows you the sign of the times. She was just pandering. She knows no, I know she was, that. but I'm saying, but there was no blowback to that. That's the sign of the times, which is yeah, you can just say, right, throw the word rape out there, and it's a very powerful thing, and nobody's going to question you to say like. When did it happen? Who was it? Can, can we hear the other guy's side of the story? Don't even ask that. They just go, okay, de facto, she says it, it happened, and, and, and this guy was a bad guy. Yeah, and
1: it's a total disservice because, honestly, now I, I would still obviously always side with the woman at, before calling her a liar. But the more and more this happens, I'm just kind of like, nah, she might be lying. Yes. Which, which I would never really think that because why would someone do that except more, for getting on a magazine cover
0: now? The more celebrity memoirs and magazine covers... <laughs> To sell books, they have the less you believe it. Uh, Matt and I have spoken, feminists. Listen to us. We know, we know, what's, good. We know what's good for women. So this is really important. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you I know uh, you love when women write letters, open letters to their unborn child. <laughs> That's one of your... I think you've written uh, a number of letters to unborn your unborn children before, but mostly it's like begging them to ask their mom to get an abortion. <laughs> just, uh, I will give Serena Williams credit. She wrote another... She's been doing a series of letters to her unborn child who's five months old now. Just by calling her unborn child a baby is pissing off so many pro-choice people because you're not supposed to refer to the unborn as a baby. They're all, oh. they're all the temporarily unaborted. <laughs> There's like... You're, not, you're never, as a feminist, as a pro-choice woman, you're not supposed to refer to your unborn as a baby. That's a really weird thing to care about either way. <laughs> well, because it then if you, if you accept the fact that the five-month-old is a baby, then a woman who has an abortion is, is killing a baby as opposed to a, fe- a fetus. Well, then or, if
1: you're pro-life, you should, um, I'm sorry, pro-choice, you should tack on nine months to your own age, right?
0: Uh, if, you're if you're pro-life. If you're pro-life, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, people – well, they don't do it for age-wise, but they do consider conception to be the start of the life of the child. They yeah. do that stuff. Whereas the pro-choice people, I think, go like, you can abort up till the time it's born, and even then when it's born, you, you can root for a stillbirth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. No, so I'm mean, just
1: saying, if you're pro-life, if you're some Republican housewife from Indiana and it's your 50th birthday, you should actually consider yourself 50 and
0: nine months. Uh, yeah, you technically sort of, sort of are in terms of your life on this life on this planet. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, people of that age don't have birthdays. Uh, <laughs> so Serena Williams wrote a letter. Uh, I read her seventy-eight words, seventy-eight words to her unborn child, and within those seventy-eight words, she managed to mention twice how she's the number one ranked tennis player in the world, <laughs> and she's really excited for her her unborn child to be born, so the child can join her in her own glory. Have you ever seen a more self? Oh, by the way, she attached it to an Instagram photo. A down top Instagram photo of her boobs in a sports bra, and I was thinking about—I was thinking like—think about all the pictures on your grandma's mantle. Your grandma probably has. Most people's grandmas had a lot of kids. Did you ever see a down top picture, an angle, a picture of like your grandma from shot from down her top? Can't say that I no, have. It's just—it seems just like a new, seems pheno- like a very new phenomenon that women are taking these lovely photos with their children like down blouse.
1: <laughs> like, so this is, like, insane unchecked ego. Like, this is no different from referring to yourself in the in the first person. Bob Dole. Yes, it's the same thing.
0: Although she's mentioning, like, she's really excited for the baby to be born so she can see what an awesome tennis player her mom is.
1: I mean, this is, you know, this is Floyd Mayweather commissioning a giant painting of himself. Uh, this, is, this is Donald Trump, uh, you, you know, uh, putting his name on every building. Yes. This is insane egomaniacal weirdness that only a crazy person would ever think to do. And then a real fucking crazy person would actually look at it and decide it was a good idea and then put it out there.
0: Yeah. And even crazier people would be the 5 million people go like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Because Serena Williams is in the category of women you have that, that people have to love. There's just been a decision made that you have to love everything about Serena Williams. She's obviously a great... Women's tennis player, but you have to confer, refer to her as a great athlete, non-gender athlete, and compare her to LeBron. Yeah. That has to be done. You cannot comment on the fact that she has masculine mu- musculature. Not a lot of comment on that. You have to refer to her as sexy, uh, even with the photo where her husband, her, her skinny husband, is trying to lift her up on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You must refer to her as sexy. And, and I thought and, someone photoshopped that. That no, it's a real photo. As
1: like a mean joke. <laughs>
0: yeah. It did. It just reminded me of of the obese lady on the tricycle (laughs) with all (laughs) the greeting cards. Uh, So there's a whole thing. Like, you have to, like, you cannot... For some reason, Serena Williams is, like, in this category of untouchable for everything. So then when she writes a letter, it's clearly the most narcissistic piece of crap you've ever seen to her unborn child. And she's using her fetus as a prop to basically mention that she's number one in the world twice. (laughs) You have to say how it's the most fantastic thing you've ever seen. I just want to, you know, this, this... whole show today seems like we're picking out categories of things you have to like, you're not allowed to judge anymore and you have to say are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like it was okay. There's always been narcissists in this world, but we used to call them arrogant assholes. Right. We used to make fun of them. We used to mock them. I and mean, they still, people still mock Trump for being a jerk like that. But there's a certain category of people that you have to like praise It's only praise only people.
1: Yeah. Sort of like a, sort of like a double standard privileged class of people. Uh, like Serena who's going around saying it's discrimination that that women don't make as much money as men at playing tennis yes. when they're way worse at it when they usually get paid for a job
0: based on performance you know it's it is odd that she admitted that she would not be in the top 150 in the men's rankings 150 is she fucking serious she i think someone later clarified that might be the top 1500 and then also that there was a whole thing about with her and Macaro. was said he could beat her. Macaron was like sixty-three or whatever. Yeah, said he could beat her, and everyone sort of agreed. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, she wants to, for the same. And by the way, the attendance is lower at the women's games, and the, the TV ratings are lower, all that kind of stuff. I don't blame her for. She should get. By the way, she makes a sixty million dollars a year, some obscene amount of money. So she's not imp, she's not impoverished. Because by the way. Female athletes and entertainers get way more endorsement deals for shit than the male the male side does mm-hmm. because there's all those female products that get in, that need endorsement for the merchandising. So like Jennifer Lawrence claiming that she got like ten million dollars less in some movie, but she makes thirty million dollars a year on endorsement deals. She's the one they want in China or Japan for doing makeup commercials. Mm-hmm. She's getting paid a fortune for that. Uh, is, should we have a class of unparte- uh, you know, people you're not allowed to make fun of? And isn't it like the role of everybody just to make fun of her constantly and incessantly and also refer to her as like uh, some kind of WWE wrestler? In terms of
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to kind of think she was a nice person, but I think I think it might be because I look at kind of unattractive women and to a degree feel bad for them. Oh,
0: that's uh, that's nice and sexist. At the since same time.
1: society is so, uh, you know, rewards being an attractive woman to a much larger extent than being an attractive man. But then I was like, "Oh, you're kind of gross, and you're really full of yourself
0: at the same time." <laughs> yes. Well, fuck you twice. She's just Tess Holiday, right? She's just a different version of Tess Holiday. Yeah. And there's this category of women that were—I mean, women. Is, sometimes it's men, mostly women that were just supposed to like pretend there's no fault there. Just like there's no the obvious faults aren't there. Like, I feel like I feel like the reason she's to, running to her baby in the womb right now is because the baby can't see the obvious physical advantage she has over her competitors. <laughs> So her baby's in the in the fetus is in the womb, going like, "Wow, my mom's like the best (laughs) in the world. She's probably like a hundred pound Belgian woman." Just and they get out, the baby's gonna get out and see her like, "Wait a minute, mom's three times larger than (laughs) her competitors."
1: Well, and also as cool as I thought it was, along those lines, uh, she just has a different body than every other female tennis player except like one, uh, who's the other one's obviously on steroids. Um, Her sister, you mean? Uh, no, there's a, there's one. like an Australian yeah, chick yeah, yeah. who's who's just so obviously roided. Well,
0: Sharapova, got busted for for tested positive on shit. And she is a somewhat, and fem- she's not even that muscular. She's not muscular. V- uh, Serena
1: and Venus, by the way, both look uh, like they're on roids. And I read a thing uh, hypothesizing that maybe they're insane, greedy. You know, hyper ambitious dad uh, started pumping them full of hormones at a young age because they now look like men. And then I read that that was racist and sexist and shit. Uh, By the way,
0: if he did that,
1: great thinking, by the way. It would have been diabolical, but. (laughs) What amazing results. Well, don't you think it's odd? Like, it's another thing we can't acknowledge that she has a completely different body and, and set of musculature than. Any of her competitors when she,
0: when she flexes and she has twenty four inch pythons, yeah, there's something we should be allowed to say. There's something we should be allowed to say about. We that. can't
1: talk about it we without being called, uh, you know, sexist or racist. We can't say nope. well, That's strange. Like nope. if there was a, a basketball player that was seven foot nine, you know, I, I would. You can acknowledge that Mickey has giganticism or some sort of. Uh, we do and by the way.
0: We make fun of the once she, com- she always compares herself to LeBron. Has LeBron just called the greatest athlete in the world or one of the greatest athletes in the world, but she should be this, in the same category? LeBron's also a bizarre physical specimen. Yeah. Not, he's not that, that different than some of his other NBA competitors, but he is definitely different than most human beings in this, in this world. He even stands out compared to the other NBA guys. He is a freak of nature. But everyone
1: notes that constantly. Everyone calls him a freak of nature. Constantly, if you called they call Serena it. Williams a freak of nature, a
0: bunch of people would send mean tweets to you. They comment on his superficial, the way he looks. He looks like a like a caveman. His brow. They comment on his shoulders being the size of a fucking Titanic. Yeah. I mean, everyone, and the, in fact, and starting when he was like 14 years old, that was the case. Everyone commented on that all the time, and nobody. It might have been slightly racist. People might have called racism on, but nobody like said how that wasn't true because it was all true and I think LeBron kind of like went yeah fuck yeah I'm a I'm a unique specimen yeah yeah no double standard Serena you tell Max I'm afraid you're gonna beat me up <laughs> that photo with the skinny guy she's marrying on the beach you got her pregnant and I know you call him gay but he, 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 he can carry a lot of weight that was, well, he that founded... Was, that was impressive.
1: <laughs> Co-founded Reddit, and she's worth, what, a quarter of a billion dollars yeah. at least, so...
0: She's doing okay. For all, that, for all the racism, sexism, and all the other complaints, she seems to be doing fine. Matt, let me ask you, uh, I mentioned earlier that you love fat girls times three, but I'm going to put trannies in there for one of the top three things, because I know you, since Caitlyn Jenner, you didn't care about Bruce Jenner for the first 63 years of his life. <laughs> but when Bruce Jenner became a woman, you suddenly perked up in all matters. Uh, Jenner. It, like, it became on your radar, like a big blip that like was missing, and it just blipped on your radar.
1: I didn't even know who he was, and I'm like the oldest millennial. Yes. Uh, you didn't really know who Bruce Jenner was? No. I, I had no idea. I, don't, I I didn't follow the decathlon to a high degree 20 years after it happened. Uh, I, I didn't understand why he was famous.
0: I actually remembered him from, uh, I remember he was decathlete, but I remember he did a shitload of like uh, infomercials in the 80s and 90s for like, you know, nutritional products and fitness products. He was like, he was like, uh, he and like Richard Simmons and these other guys were doing like late night cable infomercials early on. He made a fortune, by the way, a large amount of money doing that. That's where he made the bulk of his money after yeah. the Olympics and stuff. Oh, interesting. So, and by the way, that was while, now we, looking back, that was while he was taking female hormones <laughs> and wearing dresses when it was looking. I, I still don't get how
1: the, the viewership of the Kardashian show, which has to be 13-year-old retarded chicks, yeah. uh, how they're like, oh, that's the guy from those infomercials about nutritional No, no, they
0: all know him as, as the, the father of Kylie, Kylie and Kendall. The dad, the effeminate dad who was always like squeezing juice in the background <laughs> and going, I don't think it's such a good idea that we whore our girls up. Okay, okay, <laughs> if that's what they want. <laughs> By the way, I'm, uh, on a side note, I, uh, Jenner points out, like other people, whenever people talk about his personal decisions or the fact that he killed a woman on the street, killed a woman, drove into a woman, killed her, early little things like that, uh, or that he drinks too much, or other things like that, that his kids came out really well. And I hate when people say that because... A, there's no proof, there's no proof that's true whatsoever, but B, it's also like the last refuge of like horrible parents. His kids didn't come out well. They all seem like awful people. I know, but he says it anyhow. It's just like I remember that during like it was like when Trump came around and was like, I don't like Trump. Look at his kids. What a great kids he has. <laughs> like you know, whatever like people said like oh he grabbed some chicks pussy. Look at those kids. What <laughs> wonderful children. look how wonderful those children are. So there, there are many cases where kids grow up to be okay even when they have shitty parents. Right. It means it means absolutely. Well, this means absolute.
1: isn't this isn't one of those cases.
0: So. No. So uh, so Caitlyn Jenner. Tina wants to know: Is there anybody left who thinks Caitlyn Jenner doesn't look like a dude in a dress who speaks like an old barfly? I saw. Um. I was extremely disappointed. I I have never like you. I I didn't know much about Bruce Jenner before this. I don't follow Caitlyn Jenner at all, other than news stories about cutting off her penis. Because I'm going to read stories like that. I've never really seen Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner speak before, mm. other than like an SB prepared speech. And I saw him or her do an interview the other night, and I was so blown away by what an idiot. And yeah. poorly spoken, sort of semi-retarded sounding person it was. I'd always thought when people go through these big social, or the, like the heads of social causes, you just assume that they have some intelligence. But she sounded like the dumbest jock you couldn't form a sentence I've ever, ever heard. Well,
1: she's now also got that Botoxy surgical, altered thing where soup dribbles out the corner of your mouth. And yeah, only half her mouth works. Yeah, because I heard her talk the first time on Instagram the other day, and she's like, it's Brook or kind of like a Buffalo Bob type of thing going on. And, yeah, it sounded like a person in an old
0: folks' home. Yeah. I mean, ask her, like, how can you, like, because her big thing is now that she's, well, she has a memoir, so she has her memoirs coming out, a tell-all. And by the way, as much as I make fun of celebrity memoirs, if Bruce Jenner actually tells all, there's going to be some good stories in there. There's definitely, there's definitely going to be some good stories there. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think most of these celebrities have much shit to talk about, but I bet Bruce Jenner's got a lot of skeletons, a lot of skeletons to talk about. There's yeah. to be some amazing gay stories. <laughs> I mean,
1: just, yeah. And, like, being around while your wife sells a porno of your
0: daughter, stepdaughter. Yeah, just all um, the shit you did. I mean, I, I bet he doesn't tell half the bad stuff, any of the bad stuff. But if he really did tell all, I bet he's got some amazing fucking stories. I feel like if anyone did a tell-all, it would be pretty interesting,
1: though.
0: Uh, well, no, but, like, Amy Schumer's memoirs. Who wants to read Amy Schumer's memoirs? What does she have to, like, what, what experience does she have to, to offer people? Whereas Caitlyn Jenner... Has some pretty, probably tasty, tasty stories. <laughs> probably has done shit nobody else has done before. I just really don't believe anything that
1: person says, though. That's so, probably true. It's probably so all I feel lie. like it'd just be a bunch of bullshit.
0: But I, so they asked her, like, so she's uh, supporting uh, Donald, she supported Donald Trump. She's a Republican, which is a very weird thing because she's the only tranny person you know who's, who's actually a Republican. So it's actually a unique story. So they asked her a question, which you think she's got a million times, which is, how can you be an LGBT supporter and also be a Republican? And she had no comprehensible answer to the one question that people ask her about over and over again. Yeah. And it sounded like talking to, like, I remember the old Patrick Ewing interviews post-game when it was turned out Patrick Ewing was basically illiterate and couldn't speak (laughs) like every Georgetown basketball player and literally couldn't form those guys, couldn't form sentences. Talk about racists. Yeah, no, well, no, just these guys are jocks. They're dumb-ass jocks (laughs) who were never educated. And it struck me that Bruce Jenner was just... Going back always, just a dumbass jock who probably never was that educated.
1: That was my first thought, too, because, yeah, when they asked, I don't know if it was the same interview, I'm assuming it is, they said, uh, yeah, how do you square this away? And then Caitlyn Jenner said, I don't like Trump or Republicans. So she kind of like pivoted right away uh, as if she'd never really thought about it before, which I think is
0: what happened. I think she sounded like just a surly barfly. <laughs> I just couldn't like grumble out a few things. I just, it just, that was the first time that struck me that all this time we've always seen especially the last few years seen her winning all these awards the Arthur S. Courage Award and the Vanity Fair Woman of the Year and International whatever transgender and so and so she's actually just a dumb jock now a dumb yeah. jock who's a, with tits and a, and a fake vagina and she's
1: been calling herself a Republican for the last five years or so and then when someone brings up like hey did you know Republicans are the only party in the whole country that ever runs on anti-LGBT sentiment and she just went uh yeah, yeah. I, I'm not
0: with them on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the whole thing is the whole Caitlin Jenner thing has been very disappointing. Like, if she had somehow made herself attractive, or somehow made herself like look like a woman, or somehow just been intelligent and could speak well to issues, or actually cared about the transgender community as opposed to like doing real, getting reality show deals, there could have been something non disappointing about this. But at every turn, she's managed to be disappointed in every decision I'll take made. RuPaul.
1: Any t- RuPaul, underrated, by the way. Tranny, that uh, was a uh, transvestite, but whatever. Who cares? Way before Caitlyn Jenner. And funny, uh, speaks to the issues. Way more street cred, obviously. Yeah. What about J. Edgar Hoover?
0: Ran <laughs> the FBI in the trash. Dude, Hoover was the <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner's got nothing nothing to offer other than it was she was famous, and people are tagging on her because she's famous. And she fits an agenda. And then when they have to, it's like when they have to let the, the animal speak, there's no, just no words to come out. It's just yeah. kind of, the whole thing was kind of empty. Matt, I got to get off this tranny topic because the whole thing, Caitlyn Jenner disturbs me because now I just thought about what a fake vagina looks like. Mm. I just, I just looking at Brian's pizza. Well, they're not all the same. <laughs> it's just, it just I mean, they're all the same. Of course they're all the same. Do you think there's different things? I fake? think it depends on the size of your penis quite a bit. The size of your vagina depends on the size of your penis? Yeah, is they butterfly it. Yeah, but they probably you, what do you think like there's a, like they bring the Michelangelo and to sculpt what you want? Like <laughs> a custom? There's gotta be like one vagina like when you have a when your kitchen re- re- redone, you got the high voltage guy that comes in and do like the refrigerator line. Uh huh. There's gotta be one guy that comes and do the fake vaginas, don't you think?
1: Yeah, but then you're probably like, I don't even know what these are. Like <laughs> you think Bruce Jenner's seen a lot of vaginas in his day?
0: No, but I don't think they like I think there's like a vagina I don't think they got. You think they got an option? Like, is it like supercuts where they show you the photos you get to pick out the one you That's want? So was thing is like buying a coffin or something. Because I go to supercuts where not a single person speaks English, <laughs> so I point. I have to point to the photo. I get the Bobby. I point to the photo because if you try to explain, I don't. I don't speak a lot of Chechen, and you have to explain like what kind of haircut you want. They put this like photo array out so that you know because they don't speak English, you can point to the photo array and say, "Give me that." You know, you make enough
1: money that you shouldn't <laughs> be doing this.
0: I just, I just, I, some people never grow out of their old bachelor <laughs> habits, college habits. I can't. I'm still using coupons for, like '97 at Supercuts. <laughs> <laughs> way, there are no expiration dates, man. Eight dollar haircuts? Are you kidding me? Uh, but I think you don't think there's. You think there's a whole book of vaginas? Like they walk through like your is like your wedding planning? Like you pick out like what chi- like what kind of things you want? Like centerpieces? I don't know. I mean,
1: by the way, it would be weird if a 70-year-old woman had the vagina of an 18-year-old chick. Weird, but I think that's
0: what you get. They don't, like, distress it, like beat it with chains or anything? There was a weird, uh, there was a, like, plastic surgery show on E! I can't remember a few years ago. But there's a guy in in Beverly Hills who, of course, makes a fortune doing vaginoplasty. Right. He rejuvenates vaginas. So he takes kind of old, uh, worn-out vaginas, and he turns them into, like, the look and feel of, like, a teenage vagina. Which, yes, you want your wife to have that, but B, you don't talk about that in public <laughs> because then you have a doctor going like, ah, oh, she's gonna feel like a, it's gonna feel like a teenage vagina again to you, sir. And he's like, ooh, like what are you, 15, 16? Like, there's just no way to, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, you clearly want that. You just shouldn't be talking about that. Uh, with Caitlyn Jenner, it's just uh, uh, this whole thing is so disturbing—the vagina thing in the book and like, what do you want? Do you like. Because you pay, like, if you pay 2000 more, they upsell you? Like, I can get you the labia that does this and this. Like, just, uh, I, I, I got to stop looking at Brian's Pizza. It's just driving me a little nuts. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know you use Facebook Live. Have you gone on Facebook Live before? Have you done that? No. With little likes floating across the page for all your amusing little uh, late night uh, selfies? No. Selfie it, it would never occur to
1: me. Uh some comedians do their sets streaming on Facebook Live.
0: Uh, uh, per- uh, professional sets, right? Uh, yeah. There's got to be like some, there should be a, a uh, breathalyzer thing for like all these social media things <laughs> where you can't, you have to breathe into a tube before you get on them. So you can't just get wasted drunk and say stupid shit. Say stupid shit. That takes away half of all the good content, of course. Uh, I would demand that. So Facebook Live now has its second murder. So the first one was the guy from Cleveland who shot the guy two weeks so ago. how do people find it? Is, it? is it on your news feed and then, like... It go, so it would go on your news feed to all your friends, but also it would be on Facebook Live in terms of pulling up in search or things like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be like... There are certain Facebook Lives that Facebook will promote. Mm-hmm. Like, say, HuffPo does a Facebook Live with you know, a senator. They'll, they'll promote that in their news feed. But for a random guy in Cleveland killing some senior citizen because he wants to kill somebody... It's just going to go out onto the Facebook Live network. So imagine a T V but with like 50 million channels. Yeah. And you don't know what's on. So just people find it? Like if you're like, I'm going to kill someone. Well, his, friend, his people that follow him would find it. And then, and then they would share it with somebody else. So by just, the
1: time he's killed someone, like how many people saw it live?
0: Uh, before they pulled it. Probably not that many, but someone saw it and relates it to the news, or then it gets promoted as a big story, and then all of a sudden it's spread around before Facebook can pull it. Right. Like there, was, there was those rapes, like that people raped, or they tortured that guy on Facebook Live, they raped a the girl on Facebook Live, and they, they actually sent like an invite to their friends on Facebook to watch it. Mm-hmm. And that was like 75 people. And then, of course, friends and friends see it, and then someone reports it to the police. Is how it gets around. So the people...
1: Watching Facebook Live like super morbid faces of death like are no they just... no you
0: wouldn't you wouldn't know I mean how would you know to look for a guy that's unless he alerted you ahead of time you wouldn't know that I mean he was going to do something like that oh
1: so you're not watching it like you would watch uh... if you
0: if you follow your if you follow your dad on Facebook if he's one of your Facebook friends mm-hmm. and then you went on Facebook Live and started uh, killing people it would show up on your Facebook feed.
1: Right, but I guess I don't know anyone
0: on I mean, like, Facebook that then you'd uses send it to me and go, like, Hey, look, my dad's killing kids. And I'd be like, Oh, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> then I'd send it to report it, and then uh, it would be a big story the next day because I'd, I'd probably cover it. Um, but no, it's not, like, it's not like 500 million people are seeing it, just like your posts. Right. You know, it goes to some level, some percentage of your followers. So someone like records it somehow? It's not recorded, it's live, it's streamed.
1: Well, then how do, how do the cops have it?
0: Uh, because someone reports, sees it and reports it to the Facebook and then reports it to the police.
1: Oh, so Facebook has little icons like
0: like murder, rape, suicide. Yeah. You should see the rape icon. Uh, so the second guy, here's the story, Matt. I can't, me explaining technology to you (laughs) is we don't have enough time in the podcast. Poor Brian, poor Brian's going to go into a deep, deep comatose. Uh, so the guy last the couple weeks ago killed a guy in Cleveland on, on that live Facebook. And now a guy in Thailand decided to hang his baby to death. Which, by the way, is the most gruesome thing I could possibly think of. That's the worst thing I can imagine. Yeah. He actually went to an empty hotel, abandoned hotel. Facebook lied to himself. He hated the wife. He was angry at the wife and mother. So he took the baby, his baby, and hung her. Uh, well, how many Facebook friends did he have? Imagine if you went through the effort and no one even saw it. Well, some of us have seen it because it got shut down by Fa- it got shut down by Facebook. That's a risky run, though. Oh, by the right? way, he killed himself. Just in the good news category, he killed himself shortly thereafter, but could not figure out if Facebook live his own death. Oh, so good news, bad news. Uh, but the material's out there. Once it's out there, it's accessible to all 800 million Facebook users. Okay. So Facebook got, you know, got reported, obviously, to the police and went searching and found like, where the guy was. And then Facebook shut it down and Facebook said, uh, Facebook from their Southeast Asian offices said, there's no room on Facebook for content of this type. Which, by the way, just sounds like something you shouldn't have to say. Shouldn't have to yeah, say. A
1: real bold statement.
0: Uh, but here's a question. Ryan wants to know, uh, isn't that Facebook Live may show murderers, but isn't that mur- isn't it on the murderers not on Facebook? And I wonder about, this is like the old guns don't kill people, people kill people thing. Yeah. At what point does the person providing the access to these channels, because you know that nutso sociopaths are drawn to cameras, to attention (laughs) in cameras. Imagine like Ted Bundy if it had been during the social media age or like John Wayne Gacy or some serial killer, how much they would have used social media, right? Yeah. They would have been gruesome pictures on like, can't, can't catch me motherfuckers, and like some, you know, dead kid pictures and stuff like that.
1: But they would have got caught, though, a lot sooner.
0: Uh, they would have loved the game. I think they love the game. I think serial Kills always know they're going to get caught. They love the idea of evading the police and shit like that. Uh, at what point do you blame Facebook for allowing access to every single idiot on this planet to have a camera on a, a TV channel? Or at what point do you say, or do you fall completely on the libertarian side saying, like, look, they have this thing set up. Some people are going to be killing, uh, hanging ba- babies to death on it, and that's not their fault. Yeah, I don't know if you can
1: blame the platform because there was a Supreme Court case over this with AOL, and AOL had uh, chat rooms for pedophiles on the on AOL, and they, they weren't that hard to find. And people kept saying, you know, you should get rid of these uh, ped- uh, pedophile chat rooms, etc. And then uh, they were they were like, look, man, we can't control everything. You know, if we start picking on those
0: people, Christ, and we're going to have to go over the. Go after the other people. Well, they made some thing where they they made some ruling where you had to like be vigilant, right? You had to have some like response mechanism, and Yahoo started hiring all, and Microsoft started putting those people in those rooms to look at all the child porn to make sure it got taken off their search. Mm -hmm. So they had to like provide like we're going to spend ten million dollars a year trying to stop this, right? And that's our commitment. Right. We couldn't say like fuck you, we're not going to try and stop this. You have to like show your you have to pretend like you're trying to stop it. Yeah. yeah. And that was your sort of level of, of of obligation. But like if you create a tool say, a gun, because I know you're sort of a gun control person. Uh, if you create a tool, like a weapon, and say anyone can have it, but it's not our fault if it gets used in the wrong way, is that a good enough defense for you? Yeah, I think so, because... Wow, man, this is a change you.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it's like suing fucking Black Sabbath because, you know, they convinced you to kill yourself. because That they, happened,
0: by the way, a lot. Yeah, yeah it did, <laughs> but it's
1: like you can't blame the, you know, provider, like... This guy would have been killing someone anyway,
0: right? Maybe, although you have to think, put yourself in the mind of that person that crazy. Maybe they're thinking, like, I want his mom to see it and the world to see it, so I have Facebook Live, so now I'm going to do this fucking thing. You're right. He was was an inch hair away from it anyhow. (laughs) You
1: just can't stop the the spread of information. If you give everyone a camera and and a tool to uh, let the world look into what they're doing, you're going to get some rapes
0: and murders. Isn't what you just said, giving everyone a tool to broadcast their own channel, one of the most horrifying things you could possibly think of? I know that's what we always talk about, like YouTube. Like once we have YouTube, you, you're, you're your own publisher, your own editor. Let's just imagine all the going creative, to be unleashed. Imagine the genius we didn't know about. It. It's like, all these things always come with these big promises, like Facebook Live is going to change the world. They always show like doctors saving lives and young girls being discovered as beautiful singers in, in ghettos and stuff like that. And it always comes down to like a guy murdered his baby on Facebook Live. The good stuff the good stuff never
1: happens. No, it's not gonna work out well. I mean for every YouTube series that gets picked up as a show, there's
0: ten million that are wretched or a lot of fucking untalented assholes out there. But people trying to make it that way anyhow, right? I I, I am I'm more libertarian than you, I would say. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. And so I, I feel for the fact that you should have open platforms, but I also think if you're gonna if you're Facebook and you're saying like we have eight hundred million people, so we therefore know statistically we have three million completely mentally ill people on our platform, and we're just gonna give them access to a live stream that goes out to an entire Facebook without restriction. I think there's some morality, some moral issue in saying like we gotta provide some barrier to this. I think they do share
1: some of the responsibility, but I just don't get how you could possibly yeah, like the first time you fucking put something really weird out there that's illegal, you should obviously be
0: removed. Well, let's but- this way. If you put a nipple on Facebook, you will lose your account. <laughs> if you show a bear, I know this from experience, if you show a bear ass, like a girl in a thong, and a thong bikini, you will get a 30-day rip. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're allowed to do, <laughs> there's no like sort of, you know, blockade or obstacle to you just showing a mur- a infanticide. So Seems you think, like you could put up something.
1: You think maybe you should have to work your way up, like prove yourself that you're worthy of the live feature? Well, they do
0: that. Are you a member of any uh, bullet, online bulletin boards, Matt, or communities? Uh, Usually they restrict you from, like, openly publishing your comments for, like, the first 15 comments have to be moderated. Oh, right. And it just show, it just it's a, it's a little slight level that shows, like, okay, the guy did, like, 15 normal comments, so now we'll let him comment for real. Because at least he's not completely fucking nuts, right? Right. So if you said like, look, you got to post ten videos or five videos, and it goes out to a very restricted number of people, or to like just your fr- just your friends, until you've proven that you're like, you know, <laughs> you're somehow you're not going to hang a baby from a noose yeah. on Facebook Live. I mean, this, something like that seems reasonable, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, maybe like no convicted felons uh, or uh... I like convicted
0: felons; they create great, great stuff. <laughs> Now this leads me to my final segment today. Panties in a bunch. Uh, which is how social media is destroying everything. It, uh, social media, by the way, I don't believe has destroyed anything. I think it's just a window onto the soul of humanity. Yeah, we just didn't know just,
1: how fucked up people were. We right?
0: did not know how fucked up people were until we had social media. It has not fucked people up more than they were fucked up before. Uh, this is Kim Zolciak. Zolciak, I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's just this one of those weird plastic surgeon blonde girls on social media who's a housewife of an NFL guy who is no longer in the NFL, She's on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She has a follow... Somehow, how do people get a million, two million people following when they do nothing? I don't know. She's in, like, the tabloids a lot. I feel like maybe she was one of the first Real Housewives or something. She goes back a ways. By the way, there's a story of her... Her start came when she apparently slept with the police officer who arrested her when she was, like, 18. And she slept with, like, the police policeman in the case. And got, and got away? Off. Yes. So, she's... She, let's say this. She's not a naive, not a naive young lady. She's not a naive woman. She's been married several times. Uh, she recently, most recently married a, this foot guy with a football contract who now is out of football. What an idiot. Why would you marry her? Uh, I don't know. She's got a lot of followers. She's got big breasts. She's blonde. She looks kind of gross. She's only, I think, just turned 40. She's the one with the daughter, the 18-year-old daughter she's getting plastic surgery with. Uh, she's a gross, disgusting woman. But there's a ton of gross, disgusting women on, on Instagram and social media and, and Bravo. So I don't call her out for that. But this past week, so her son was she got a four-year-old son by her current husband, and he was apparently mauled by a dog, attacked by a dog. She got him mauled. And the first thing she did when he got they rushed him to the hospital was she started taking Instagram photos of him in the gurney and talking about how it's been a really rough 14 hours and she's pray, and she's praying. She got her doctors working on it. She has I don't know she has a team of doctors. So they
1: give him a vagina plastic. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh,
0: and then, by the way, she won't be on Watch What Happens Live tonight because she's staying with her son in the hospital. I could not think of, although we just covered baby being hung by a noose at 11 months old, I can't think of much more disgusting than actually, like, using your own child, like an Instagram post, your child in a hospital going into surgery to get attention for yourself. And, by the way, in the post itself, she, at, she used the at sign in front of her 4-year-old son's name because she opened an Instagram account for him to get a following. <laughs> See so, that should not be allowed. You should have to consent to having an Instagram account. Well, you can't when you're four, and you're and, and Some people are suggesting she molded. She she's like, she might have sick the dog of the boy to get attention. Yeah, this is it just such beyond the pale, disgusting thing to use like your sick child, your four-year-old sick child, to garner clearly garner attention for yourself. I don't know. I don't think she's even knowingly doing this. I think it's all subconscious. Like they become such a monster for this fame and attention like the Kardashians. They're not even aware that what they're doing is disgusting. It's psychotic. But everyone that knows her, all her
1: friends, or whoever she hangs out with needs to be like, do you understand that that's like beyond fucking uncool that you're fucking this kid up forever? And uh, you're psychotic. You're, You're a psychotic
0: person. But you have this whole industry built up. This whole industry, by the way, very lucrative around doing anything you can do to get attention, right? It's like the geeks, like the geeks at the old circus or the sideshow. Who used to like you know would do anything, but that was like for a buck. Yeah. But now they're doing it for a million, and so like to tell them like, oh no, you shouldn't like eat that live rat because that's really that's really you know disgusting. But they're like, dude, I'm getting 1.4 million dollars and I got a contract with uh, NBC for this. I
1: just don't get how Instagram. I I believe you need to be 15 to be on Instagram. I could be mistaken. It's something along those lines. I
0: think it must be because your son has an account. She add, she remembered to add she remembered to add her son's account during his uh, during his surgery.
1: It's it's almost like uh, it's almost like child porn or something. When it is
0: exactly like child porn, as far as I can see. You know, it's exploitation of children. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and not in a flattering way. I mean, the kid's all busted up from getting bit by a dog,
0: and he's like he's got his little baby blanket on him, and he's like going into surgery, and like the, you know, the, and she's posting shit to Instagram about it. Like it's such an invasion of privacy on behalf of the child, if nobody else. I have felt being the libertarian, I'm still going to pass another law. That's should pass laws. <laughs> That you should not be allowed to show, discuss, show, or do anything to a kid under eighteen on social media until they're eighteen, right? You're yeah. on your own child. You shouldn't be able to use them in, fo- in cute photos. It's like a revenge porn law. That's a good law. Yeah, they shouldn't until they're eighteen. They can cons- legally consent. You shouldn't be allowed to have on a reality show like the you know the Kardashians talking about their little twelve year olds what they're like having their per- first period and shit. Yeah,
1: that
0: should not be allowed until they're like until they're eighteen. And they can legally sign off on shit because either they're Either they're adults or they're not adults. If they're not adults, they shouldn't be allowed to be put into your production without some sort of content, or get a third party like legal ward to, that has to sign off. Yeah, for this, shit.
1: this is like the new uh, the new child actor law too, because she's selling stuff on Instagram and and uh, you know products and everything, and she's no one's saying that the kid is entitled to some of it because he was basically an actor in her fucking terrible production,
0: like Lady Gaga who's promoting shit online for tons of money, and they're supposed to be using the. Advertising thing and just says, fuck you. I'm not going to use. I'm not going to use it. Airbnb, Airbnb basically is housing every celebrity now in like multi million dollar mansions in exchange for like mentions on, on social media. Oh yeah, and pretending it's not advertising and trying to skirt all the laws about advertising that way. Just like you can say like, look at me and my amazing mansion from Airbnb. You could have one too. This is not a commercial. Right, right. <laughs> uh, would you agree with me? This is like we've hit. We're, at what point did we hit fucking rock bottom? We gotta be pretty close. This might
1: be rock bottom. I mean, I can't think of anything lower.
0: We got a guy. We got a guy killing his kid on Facebook Live. We got a woman showing pictures of her of her son being rushed into surgery after being mauled by a dog and adding him on Instagram. Uh, I think
1: the Kim uh, Zolciak thing might be worse because I'm imagining the guy that killed his baby is completely mentally ill and maybe would so. didn't know what he was doing. Maybe. But she obviously... She has a plan. uh, ...knows what she's doing because she does this all the time. You know, this isn't an isolated incident. I agree. Let's pass this law, Brian.
0: Mark this down. Uh, I only know uh, how a bill gets passed from the cartoon. (laughs) I'm just a bill. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what goes, if there's anything beyond that. But I want to make sure that children... You and I have to stand up for the children because nobody else will. And by the way, nobody, nobody seems to give a shit. Like, there's no outcry at all about, like, from children advocates, from all this stuff, like anyone, how about abusive this shit is. And it's just that, it doesn't bother me that there's fucking fame whores on social media. It bothers me that, no, like, Child Protective Services doesn't go, like, yeah, no, this is not happening anymore. This is fucking disgusting.
1: I think it's because all the, the really smart people are not on
0: Instagram. Like, they, this isn't on their radar so much. I think it's because Bravo's owned by Viacom, and I think that the shows that people are on make a shitload of fucking money, and they are all benefiting. I'm, I know I sound like you. <laughs> now they're all benefiting the tens of millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars from having all these like, retarded moms and stuff like that on reality shows showing their kids off. Yeah, And I think they want the parade to keep marching. That's what I think it is. Not a, not a hard conspiracy, but a soft conspiracy of like, look, this is what modern television is. Look the other way. We look the other way. We need this for ratings. Yeah. That's what I think it is. All right, Matt, you have something you wish to pivot from
1: on the show? Uh, MattRalston.net. I'm uh, talking to Title Nine about why the... Uh chick can get a scholarship to play football. For a men's football team, but a guy can't play volleyball. For the nice,
0: for is this those. your first gender equality post? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what, excuse <laughs> me. Uh, Yeah, but by the way, you can put on a dress and identify. you, can, you know, if you don't need to put on a dress anymore, you can just identify as a woman you get some shit, can't you? Yes. Yeah, so why don't the kids from Baltimore in the project start calling themselves women? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you go call them and go to the project, and start calling them chicks, and see what happens?
1: Well, I would like to consult them and tell them this might be a bad, uh, not be a bad idea. All right, next
0: week the podcast from the projects in Baltimore. <laughs> do anyway. you have you know something you wish to tip up from Rob prime <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, come over to Bar One in Valley Village on Monday night, May first, eight p.m. I'll be hosting the twelfth rendition of our Starving Artists Variety Show. Will you be doing more explanations about where the word origins of like lacrosse and where words came from? Uh, I could throw the no, song together about that. That was, pretty amazing. That or that was pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anyone has ever explained what lacrosse came from before. Uh, I like to thank Rocco's <laughs> in Studio City. Thank you, Rocco. You guys were the best. Rockham Studio Studio, come for the pizza that looks a little bit like vagina. This is Caitlyn Jenner's vagina. Stay for the podcast. This is Lex, last minute.